the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome to the Pro-America Report, hosted by Ed Martin, who um, I've got some good news for you guys on that end. He's actually going to be returning real soon. In the meantime, I am Andrea Kay, known as Dynamite and Address, host of the Andrea Kay Show every night at 6 p.m. on The Answer, San Diego. And I have just enjoyed myself so much filling in for Ed Martin, and I particularly am today because of what we have to share with you guys in the open of the show and what Ed calls his what you need to know segments and breaking news coming out of the Supreme Court today. But that's not the only topic we've got for you guys today. We've got, as usual, two great guests for you guys. We've got a good friend of mine, Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, is going to be here to address the consumer price index reports and the inflation that has hit the highest in over 40 years. So he's going to be here to give you his financial thoughts as the financial thought doctor. And someone that you guys have, you Pro-America Report listeners have come to know, my dear friend Bob Walters, who was warning, he was he was the Paul Revere of the education system being turned into indoctrination centers long before anybody was talking about it. He will be here with his weekly report, so stay tuned for for that. And then at the end of the show, we're going to give you your what you need to do portion of the show. That being said, I got to bring in my partner in crime on my show, The Andrea K Show, and our technical director here for the Pro America Report. It is technical director Noah, also known as DJ Carrot, uh, Carrot Sticks, DJ Potato Skins. <laughs> well, as much as I do like Carrot Sticks, you got to get that out of here because there's nothing better than a than a nice Irish potato skin with some sour cream and bacon bits, and it goes down real smooth. Glad to That's be here right. with you, AK, and uh, we got some exciting news today. And yeah. Taking it, uh, uh, you know, taking it one win at a time. Yeah, that's right. But we well, we got to tell everybody there is somebody known as DJ Carrot Sticks. You pro American? Yeah, there is. People. You don't know him very well, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, so we actually got something yummy. Speaking of food, which you know is one of my passions, uh, we actually got something tasty and yummy out of the Supreme Court, uh, and we also got uh, something nasty coming out of the Supreme Court. Let's start with the yummy first, because if I could, I would start every every meal with dessert. Okay, so we know that SCOTUS heard to. The there's been upwards of, I think, 30, if not more, lawsuits that have been then pending surrounding the Biden administration mandates, as well as many lawsuits that were about state and, and city and local mandates that actually did get heard by the Supreme Court. But the two that did get heard, one had to do with the federal government's mandate via OSHA which was going to mandate shots or testing to any business in this country that had 100 or more employees, which means 40% of our small business, uh, uh, small businesses, because small businesses are, according to the Small Business, business Administration, are any businesses with less than 500 employees, which make up 40% of our economy. The other mandate involved the uh, workers in our healthcare system, and this was through CMS, which involves Medicaid and Medicare. So we had a split. Let's start with the with the with the yummy. Uh, SCOTUS in a six three ruling 
6-3. I think this is the first time we've seen a 6-3 ruling in a long time. I was just uh, thinking about any, that this morning, right. Andrea. For As far as right. for our, our side, I can't remember when it's actually come across that way. At least when it's when it's come for on to our benefit as conservatives, which is to the benefit of America and certainly of anything of, of any consequence. And what they said was um, this was striking down OSHA's mandate. They had a couple of a um, couple of comments that I think are, are, are of importance. Um, they said that although Congress has indisputably given OSHA the power to regulate occupational dan- uh, dangers, it has not given the agency the power to regulate public health more broadly. Um, and they went on to say that requiring vaccinations for uh, 84 million Americans would would in effect fall into the later category of what their you know their powers are. One of the things I want to point out there in the what you need to know part is that I think it's disturbing that to, to hear the Supreme Court say although Congress has indisputably given OSHA the power to regulate occupational dangers, we are here because Congress has given far too much power to. This agency. Yeah, th- th- this particular case should not have even had to have gone to the Supreme Court, Andrea. This should should have been something that was a no brainer. You, you don't have the power to do that. Right. And in fact, w- the reason why this power was indiscriminately given by the White House to do this is because OSHA's are my point is OSHA's already been given too much power. We have already grown government to the point to where they're already in a position of tyranny over us. And this was just an expansion of tyranny, in my opinion, that had already taken place. Um, they did go on to say, though, that OSHA has never before imposed such a mandate, nor has Congress. Indeed, although Congress has enacted significant legislation addressing the COVID-19 pandemic, it has declined to enact any measure similar to what OSHA has promulgated here. Um, the, the reason why I'm talking about these mentions of Congress is that there are others that are saying what's going to happen now is, first of all, we know this is going to go back to the states. Later on, we're going to address that and what you need to do portion of the show. But the solution is not, let's take this, Republicans, hear me, Republicans, what we do not need to be doing, which I am hearing from people like Jenna Ellis, who worked for the Trump campaign, is, oh, the Republicans, you know, this is all about needing legislation coming from Congress. We, the Republican Party needs to have some legislation ready to go surrounding this when they take over the House in 2022. The only legislation that I'm interested in hearing from the Republican Party at this point regarding mandates is that it is illegal. It's I don't, illegal. I don't, you can't have them. It's against the cost, Constitution. End, right. end of discussion. And you do it now. Right. You don't do it next year. Well, 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 we don't have the power right now to to really push through I still any think legislation. You, you try and make headway, even if it's shot down, Andrea. Right. You have to show that you're willing to stand up for the people. Absolutely. The solution is not, oh, we don't want SCOTUS or we don't want OSHA to be mandating these vaccines. Let's get Congress to mandate the vaccines. No. No, that's no better. No, it's not any better. The dissent wrote, the three liberals wrote that acting outside of its competence and without legal basis, the court displaces the judgments of the government officials given the responsibility to respond to workplace emergencies. Um, That tells you right there that these liberals are not following the law. They're wanting to follow judgments of unelected bureaucrats. And the judgments of these unelected bureaucrats have been false. They have been false from the beginning. And that's why Sotomayor had to lie and Breyer had to lie and try to pump up falsehoods about what's going on in our hospitals right now. The judgments of actual experts, medical doctors and scientists, like those that signed on the Great Barrington Declaration that, that Fauci tried to, de- to defame in cooperation with the press – 
We're not on board. Their judgments matter. You know what I was worried about, Andrea? I was worried that they were going to spin all these lies and that was actually going to be what swayed the other justices and they was going to come down on the wrong side. Well, unfortunately, we did have. Here's where we got to taste something nasty. Um, well, before I get into that, um, uh, well, we did have in, included in the 6-3 was we had we had Kavanaugh. We had Amy Coney Barrett. We had we had um, Gorsuch. We had Amy made Trump. a decision. Well, Amy, a, Amy, they came down on the right side of this one, but I'm not going to pat them too much on the back because this was this was pretty obvious. However, um, it, it did go five four uh, uh, in in terms of where Justice Kavanaugh sided with the liberals of the court, and so did Roberts, um, in order to uphold the medical that 80 million healthcare workers now are going to be forced to get the jab. I still don't agree with that. Well, but here's the argument that they're giving behind it is that, that uh, federal agencies in the past have mandated uh, healthcare requirements on their workers. And that's where the money is coming from. And the reason why, you know, to me, the, what you need to know about these rulings today is less about, um, the legalities of it as much as it is that a lot of the legal wrangling had to do with the fact that it's at Supreme Court because we already have a government that is too big. Agreed. We already have like a government early. should not have got there in the first place. We already have a government that that has that has grown too large. That whether it's in Congress or whether it's not, it's in these departments like Department of Education, the CDC, the NIH, uh, the FBI, the DOJ already have too much power over our lives. And I'm not hearing. And when they're and when they're talking about how. Um, so much of the justices and the arguments had nothing at all to do with the law, nothing at all to do with the U.S. Constitution. We're hearing crap about, oh, this is just, uh, yeah, no, OSHA's never done this before, but this is extraordinary. This is unprecedented and unprecedented. Uh, the Constitution doesn't change because somebody considers now something that's going on now unprecedented. And by the way, this pandemic is not unprecedented. We know that this is a case-demic. We know that there have been lies. We know that they have pushed up the numbers and lied about how many people died with COVID versus from COVID. We know that all these people whose judgments they're trying to subvert, they're trying to replace, they're trying to replace the law with judgments here. And I didn't hear anybody whether it was the um, the justices themselves or anybody arguing against the mandates, continue to repeat like the justices, the liberal justices were constantly repeating how this is an unprecedented pandemic, unprecedented pandemic, that the, the dangers for the workplaces are unprecedented. Why didn't anybody say that they're even the most at risk in this country starts with a 99.4% recovery rate. This is not an unprecedented pandemic of, in terms of a healthcare risk, in terms of danger in the workplace at all. But you know what is unprecedented, Andrea? Something else that you don't hear touted out there is, you know, these vaccines that are now, okay, federally mandated for the health workers. I have to tell you, these aren't vaccines. These aren't traditional vaccines like we've seen in the past. Well, they're not even vaccines. Where was it? Therapeutics. What, well, they, well, yeah, and and you know we don't have time to get into all the details of that right now. So what we what we can say is the people arguing against tried to keep tried to keep the arguments on the law, not on efficacy of the shots, not on the science itself and how it spread and all the lies coming out of the uh, out of the CDC and the NIH. And I think they needed to include that in their arguments. However, at the end of the day, we did get the right result on the OSHA mandates and in, in the workplaces. We're going to talk about what that means for you and what you need to do later. 
later, but it did not come down properly on behalf of 80 million healthcare workers that are going to be forced to either get the shot or be tested. And I want to say this, it doesn't make sense. And I didn't hear anybody argue there, nor have I heard anybody else but me mention the fact that it doesn't make sense that the people with the shots, everybody's acknowledged that if you've gotten the shot, you can still give it and get it, right? They don't have to be tested every week, but the people who didn't get the shots have to be tested every week. If everybody can get it and give it, then shouldn't everybody have to be tested? If this was about science, it's not. What's unprecedented here is this is an unprecedented power grab. This was an attempt to seize complete federal control over our, over 40% of our economy under the phony guise of it being about a danger to your health. Now, speaking of the economy and business, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in the financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff, and we're going to talk about this with him, get his business perspective on that. But then we also got to talk about the 40-year high inflation. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. I am Andrea Kay filling in for Ed Martin who will be back with us real soon. In fact, hopefully we're going to have an announcement for you guys tomorrow as to when Ed is going to be returning. We still don't know if Ed's on his Crocodile Dundee walkabout or if he's down in Florida like all the cool kids do when they want to get away. Um, but we're having some fun while he is away. And in particular, it's always fun with me when I get to have this guy on my own show, The Andrea K Show. It's my dear friend Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor. He's here. I, I asked him to come on to talk about the consumer price index and the inflation and also what you need to know, because Ed's all about imparting good information to you, what you need to know about how to plan for your retirement with a movie he's got out. But before we get into that, I got to get see if he's heard the latest out of uh, Supreme Court when it comes to these mandates for the workplace. Hi, Dave Elfhoff. Thank you for being here. Hey, Kay. Great to be with you. All right. Um, so did you happen to hear that SCOTUS uh, ruled today? They're upholding the mandate for healthcare workers, but I think it's good news for our economy that uh, they are they're not upholding the mandate uh, for shots and testing on uh, small businesses, any business with 100 or more employees. Your reaction? Absolutely. Finally, someone's starting to make some sense. And, well, uh, and you, you know, that mandate that they were putting on it, I think the Supreme Court finally is making a ruling that's constitutional. Yeah, um, you know, it shouldn't have gotten there Um, at the open of the show. We talked about one of the reasons why it has gotten there through OSHA is because OSHA is already too big, already got too much power. We've got too many agencies, too many departments for which power has been given to them outside of where power is supposed to be done. We're supposed to be having the three co-equal branches. Um, Legislation and laws are supposed to be through people to get elected, not through unelected bureaucrats. So this was a win at least in part uh, for this, because it's not just a win for freedom. This was about seizing control of 40% of our economy, which is already struggling. We found out yesterday, the Consumer Price Index report came out. We've got uh, four, over 40-year highs for inflation, and the price that, that they're coming out and telling us, oh, uh, you know, prices for goods and services are up 7%. Well, that doesn't sound so high until you get inside of it and see some of the areas where the prices are going up on us, Right. Right. So in 1980, there was 14 different baskets that they used to determine what the consumer price index is. The government then changed in 1990 to seven. And then in the early 2000s, they've changed it to three. If we had those same 
14 baskets back in the 80s to judge inflation. Inflation is actually 14%, not 7%, AK. So the government, why does the government care about this? Well, they got a lot of unfunded liabilities they got to meet. And if, if they have to increase uh, uh, the uh, payouts for Social Security and these government programs, they're going to run out of money a lot quicker. So what do they do? They This year we get a 5% increase in CPI for Social Security, but what about the Medicare that comes out of the Social Security? They increase it 15%. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and then on top of it, if you go, if you do look within some of the some of the line items within within this, um, on, on top of your healthcare expenses going up, and yeah, the five percent increase in Social Security when everything when 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 the cost to go uh, it, put gas in your car is up. Uh, let me look at forty nine percent. Right, yeah. Ener- electric uh, energy services within your home, like electricity, is up twenty percent. If you're a senior on a fixed income, you're you're dying right now. This is killing the people that the Democrat Party pretends that they care about. You look at um, if you've been struggling, coming off of the heels of this COVID, where they seize control over businesses, took people's jobs away from them, and you're thinking, okay, once I maybe get back to work, I can buy that car I need. Well, guess what? New ve- vehicles are up twelve percent. Used cars and trucks. 38%. This is insanity. And, and then on top of it, I'll hop before you respond. We got empty shelves all over the place. We can't even, even if we can afford to buy stuff, we can't find it. Yeah, I noticed it today. The, the water jugs are basically empty. So, what do we have and we're suffering from that no one seems to care about? And many people don't understand it. We all have financial cancer. And what that means is, Taxes, risk, fees, regulations, inflation, depreciation of the dollar, all that is like a cancer eating away at our wealth. And it's all silent. It's going on 24-7, and we don't even know it many times. So what people see and what I see when I look into their finances many times is a very different story. So what people need to do is examine where are these financial cancers eating away at your wealth? Because everyone has it. And many people, they just go through life, don't understand it. You take, for instance, a 45-year-old with $300,000 in his 401k decides he's going to continue to contribute to it and max it out. And if he gets a 6.5% return year in, year out, by the time he's 65, it's worth a million dollars. But after you take away inflation, that million dollars has only got the power of 690000 Right. That's on inflation alone. Then what happens is you got to pay tax on the million, not the six ninety. And after tax, you end up with like $440,000. Ouch. So your million dollars has got to purchase power in today's dollars of 440000 You know, the math's right, but that's not good. That is not good. And that's what people need to understand. We need to use leverage in certain ways on a positive basis to make the most money with the least amount of cost over the quickest period of time. And right. there are ways to do that. There are strategies to do that. And my main goal is to try to protect people 
from this financial cancer, the taxes, the risk, the fees, the regulation, the inflation, and the depreciation. All right. So you've got a movie that helps people to understand because people and I love the idea that you that you uh, have this movie out because um, it, when it, you know, very few people have the mind or, or, or I don't want to say have the mind, it's, it, it's numbers are intimidating. Accounting is intimidating. Taxes are intimidating. Dealing, it's, it's frightening. It's scary. People don't have the expertise. And so they bury their head in the sand. And sometimes it, it, they want to read a book about it, but then it's so confusing. Um, you've got this in a movie with information that p- anybody could really understand. And that's helpful to them to get their minds around what you're talking about. Tell everybody about the movie and how they can see it. Yes, it's Baby Boomer Dilemma. I'm a contributing producer on it, folks. And I have uh, a limited supply of free gift cards so you can watch this movie on your own TV, on your own computer, and over and over again. Plus, there's a lot of more information that goes along with it depending upon how deep a dive you want to make. So how do you get the free gift card that I have for you? All you need to do is email me, or actually the best thing you do is to text me, 619-548-0965, your email address, and I will send you a gift card that allows you to see the movie. Again, text me your email, 619 619- Five four eight zero nine six five, and I'll make sure you'll be able to see this movie. You'll own it. You can watch it over and over again, share with family and friends, and have conversation about it. And these are, and I want people to understand that these are real experts here. You're you're probably not going to recognize these people from watching CNBC or 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 you know Fox Business, right? Because these are these are not your corporate types that are out there to try to get you to follow the same old tried and true stuff that that is not going to help you, right? Um, that's going to put Absolutely. you in a scenario. Yeah, the, those are the people that are going to put you in the scenario that Elhoff described. These are PhDs. These are these are the real um, minds behind money that. That you need to listen to that it can, can explain to you velocity of money tell everybody one last time give everybody one last time the phone number and that you guys need to send your email address to this phone number yes award-winning phds the leading um uh, professional on social security is in this movie and the way you get the movie folks is to text your email to 619-548 zero nine six five six one nine five four eight zero nine six five well dave elha financial thought doctor thank you for being here thank you for putting this movie together and being a part of it because this is going to help a whole lot of people and and it's not just going to help them you know financially but it's also going to give you guys peace of mind as you and, and give you some hope and optimism as to what to do with your money and we all need we, we, we're all looking for that these days thank you my dear elhoff all right, go get him, AK. Thank you, bud. All right, now yep. y'all stay tuned. We've got uh, my friend, uh, Bob Walters, who's going to be with us next with his education report. And then after that, we've got the What You Need to Do. Welcome back. 
back to the Pro-America Report. I'm just having so much fun today. First of all, we started out with great news coming out of the Supreme Court. Then I got to talk to my friend Dave Elhoff about his wonderful movie, Baby Boomer Dilemma, helping you plan for your retirement. And now my dearest of dear friends, who is, I think I, I think I, was I right using the analogy? Was Paul Revere, he was the one that warned the British were coming, right? But I used that analogy at the open of the show. Bob Walters has been the Paul Revere long before anybody else was warning anybody about what was going on in the schools. And he continues to fight for your children, which is to really fight for this country. And he joins me now to give us our, his weekly education broadcast. He's also the author of the book, Facing Reality in American Education. Bob Walters, thank you for being here, my friend. Good to be here. All right. So I just, um, I just learned today. I just got some good news. Surprisingly. Oh, oh yeah. Get laid on me. All right. A company called Navient, one of America's largest student loan companies, has inked a $1.85 billion settlement with the Coalition of State Attorney Generals, who received allegations that steered borrowers into costly repayment plans and predatory loans. Used to be known as Sally May. Uh, ah. That was their name in the past. So it, it covers 39 states, and they're going to deliver $1.7 billion in private student loan cancellation to 66,000 students, ex-students, and plus $95 million in payout to legal costs of the different states. So it, it's good news. I mean, it's like, wow. Because basically, the, uh, let, let me make sure I understand, excuse me for interrupting. So basically they were doing bad, sketchy loans on people and banking a bunch of money, and now they got to pay it back. Yeah, yeah, they were operating appropriately. No. Good. Good. Because, I, I, you know, Bob and I are on record. We're not for the idea that, you know, some kid who doesn't even have to take an SAT test goes and racks up 250 grand in, in uh, you know, d- degrees uh, studying, um, you know, the, you know, the, you know, gender studies of, you know, pygmies. <laughs> right. Um, and then the, and then they get the debt canceled. But this is this is actually good news. So thank you for that. It is, yeah. It's not, it's not bad like the other stuff going on. Anyway, uh, here's some of the other points I've got, which aren't always good news, but it's enlightening, if you will, for your audience. Um, in college, more than one million students have dropped out of college programs since 2019. Colleges are really getting worried about it because they didn't return to things get back to normal in the past couple of months. And the campuses and the colleges are fearful it might mean a permanent shift in young people's perception of college. It might be. Well, you know what? I, I think this could actually be uh, considered good news at this point because you and I have been arguing for a while. Look what we were just talking about, how they're shoving kids on this college track, not even making sure. I think you reported last week that there was somebody somewhere is only 18 percent proficiency in reading with African-American yeah. students. <laughs> yet they want to shove them right into college where they, they get degrees that are worthless, don't match the job market. Then they're stuck with these major loans that they can't pay. And, you know, not everybody he's meant to go to college, right? Uh, we've got a trucking shortage right now. You know, it'd be nice if some, you know, we, if more people, uh, more kids were looking at the trades and other options. And I think that this trend shows that they are. Yeah. And I hope they return shop classes back to the high schools, which they got rid of a yes. couple years ago. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, the left is good at purging from college those who don't agree with their dialogue. So here's some professors as an example that fired in the last few months and the crime they allegedly committed. Okay. First of all, uh, Mike Adams, University of North Carolina, for writing, 
quote, let's make it illegal to mutilate the genitals of mentally ill, unquote. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's harsh, but it's true as to what's going on. I agree. Just mm-hmm. unbelievable kind of. Then you got Portland State University professor Peter Boghossian was let go when he submitted a paper that proved modern social science had a problem with academic vigor and the weakening of standards, which is true. <laughs> It is true. They fire a guy for pointing out that they're not teaching kids anything anymore. (laughs) I know. I know. It's really something else. Then you got Gregory Manco, a non-tenured assistant math professor at St. Joseph's University in Philadelphia. He tweeted criticism of reparations for slavery and racial sensitive training. For that, he was fired. And he he was fired for something he said not in the workplace, but something that he tweeted. Yeah. uh Wow. He tweeted it. Yeah, I hope he files for, I, I don't know what his, you know, contract is at the university. Maybe he had a contract he wasn't allowed to do social media. Otherwise, this to me is a civil <laughs> rights violation. He should sue. Well, then you got John Stoddard, Stoughton, who distinguished professor emeritus of psychology at Duke University. He was removed for suggesting there are only two sexes. <laughs> of course, you know, in the new world, there's a whole bunch of sexes, not just two. He... Uh, uh, I, I, this is astounding to me. This is fact. Yeah, this is. is hashtag science. There is male. There is female. There is man. There is woman. Right? What was that old TV show? Mm-hmm. Male, um, female. Was it? I can't remember who it was. It was a doctor show. Uh, yeah. Man, woman, infinity, or whatever it was. You know, it's crazy uh, the the insanity being taught in these schools. Well, it is. And, and like he said, like we're saying, anybody who sticks his head up and, and objects to it, he's terminated. He's canceled yep. out. Followed. Yeah. You got Bruce Gilley at Portland State University who let go when he argued that colonialism was beneficial to most of those countries that were being colonized over the past centuries, which is true. They did it's often, benefit. yeah. I mean, I'm not a, a you know a global history expert on all colonizations in terms of has every country benefited no. from it. But you know, you can argue. But clearly, he should at least be able to argue this. What what, what was he? Um, I don't know what he what he was a professor of. But our, 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 my understanding is professors often promote theories in class, right? I mean, he's, you're not even yeah. allowed to, to to have an opinion or to author a theory at this point. <laughs> well, this is communism. This is communism and yeah, yeah. going on in our country. Oh, yeah. It's just really getting out of hand. You got Charles Nagy from University of Central Florida. He was fired last week after 22 years, and the crime was criticizing the idea of systemic racism and white privilege. He objected to it, said it was false. So they fired him. Um, okay, so they fired they fired the white guy. Because he, yeah. oh yeah, um, because he objected to systemic racism against white people. <laughs> yeah. So they just proved his point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's terrible. Yeah. Well, you got a federal appeals court to revive the lawsuit against University of California, actually UCLA, brought by a Chinese national graduate student who allegedly violated his civil rights by placing a woman, his former fiance, in fear of bodily injury. He lost his housing, his job as a teacher assistant, ability to complete his degree, and a student visa. The court said it was possible UCLA discriminated against him on the basis of sex, so they resurrected his case against UCLA, and the only allegations from his ex-girlfriend with no investigation. 
no wow. hearing. No. Yeah, so yeah, this is this st- disturbing trend that men are guilty until proven innocent. I know you had one more item, but we're out of time, Bob Walters, uh, for this okay. week on the education segment. <laughs> and I thank you so much for bringing here and 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 somehow managing to give me some laughs in the middle of the disturbing news, but it's important that people understand what's happening out there, particularly like look at a place like Duke, like look at a place like Duke. Maybe, maybe you'll hear this and you'll reconsider as if it's your alma mater on donating until they straighten up their act. It's time to get active. And in this next segment, we're going to tell you what you need to do about the segment that we opened with on the, what you need to know. Thank you for being here, Bob Walters. Well, keep up the good fight. Thanks, hon. All right. Y'all stay tuned. What you need to do is on its way. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast launched by Phyllis Schlafly, who served as an articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Upholding that legacy and himself an author, national speaker, and attorney, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Nobody likes to see injustice in America. Unlike in other nations where corruption is common and bribes are the norm, all Americans have a strong emotional attachment to the concept of liberty and justice for all. Despite this fact, the mainstream media is determined to ignore the unjust imprisonment of protesters involved in the demonstrations at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. Case in point is the media coverage of the 41-month sentence of the harmless Jacob Chansley for his part in the January 6 protest. All of this raises doubts as to why any of the protesters charged regarding January 6 would plead guilty before what looks like a merciless anti-free speech court. The colorful Chansley had a winnable case had it gone to a jury trial, but he was brutally confined all year in a D.C. jail, often in solitary confinement. He was denied a speedy trial, even though required by federal law, and he endured hunger strikes to protest his inhumane detention. Essentially, he was tortured by the confinement until he could be misled to plead guilty in the expectation that he would be released for time served. Instead, the court punished him incredibly harshly for engaging in a form of political protest. Colonial patriots would be turning over in their graves if they could see how the freedoms they died for have been usurped by this deprivation of fundamental rights. Chansley is being punished for humiliating the powers that be. Maybe you weren't there on January 6th. Maybe you don't even agree with what the protesters were saying. But regardless of your personal thoughts on the issues presented, all Americans should be able to come together around the fundamental principle of due process under the law. As long as these protesters are punished for speaking out, none of us are safe. There's a reason why so many of the rights listed in the Bill of Rights deal directly with how the accused are to be treated. The Founding Fathers understood that the justice system could be perverted to become the very instrument of injustice if patriots do not stand strong. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
Welcome back to the Pro-America Report. Andrea K. filling in for Ed Martin. Uh, feel free to follow Ed on all the socials like myself on Twitter. He's at Eagle Ed Martin. Use the hashtags Pro-America Report, hashtags P-A-R. And uh, just, just Google me at Andrea K. And you'll find me on all the socials as well. Because part of what we need to do, this is the what you need to do segment, is we need to be using our voices. And now more than ever, look, at the open of the show, we were talking about the what you need to know, which was today's SCOTUS rulings. And my take, my what you need to know on that is not just the specifics of the 5-4 here and who said what in here and what the ruling was, was how we got there. Because we got there because government has grown and the tyranny is already very much in place in this country. OSHA is already too big. The federal government is already too big, has too much control over our lives, and has too much control over the workplaces. We're supposed to be about individual liberty, uh, free, free, being free people, free markets, individual liberty, and not have the, the jackboot of tyranny on our necks. And don't think, though, it was split. They, uh, they tossed out the OSHA mandate, but they upheld that 80 million healthcare workers now are going to have to get a shot when we know that even at just 1% of the VAERS reporting, it just – if, if we know that only 1% of the reports on VAERS, the, if the reports on VAERS only reflect 1% of the reports out there, then what does that tell you when they're reporting that over 22,000 people have died from these shots? Do the math, right? Um, nobody should be required. Even if, even if these shots weren't having these kind of adverse reactions and or deaths, nobody should be required to have this done. Andrew, the, the math has not added up since day one. No, it hasn't. And it's not, these mandates are not going to stop because this was not about health. And this that's is why about we have control. to keep pushing. That's why we've got to keep pushing. Just today, two more cities, I think, um, St. Uh, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul have come out and said that they are going to require shot mandates. You're going to have to get a shot if you want to go in and, and dine anywhere indoor and in, indoors. Those cities, I mean, what is there maybe six weeks a year where you can sit outside in St. Paul, uh, you know, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul and eat with the weather there? D.C. Is, is, has announced this week I think they're going to start imposing their mandates. So the fact that uh, that whether it's OSHA or whether it's the CMS, it it's still going to be in your in your town, at your local area, and it might likely still be at your business. So what do you need to do? Well, you need to, first of all, you need to be pushing back against your local munis- municipalities, city council, county supervisors, whoever might be uh, And you know what's funny, Andrea, you. not just one or two people, but if everybody got up and pushed back and called called all these officials, they would get the message. Right. And when it comes to your workplace, one of the things you might, you know, get, you know, if you, um, you might want to get together with your coworkers and tell your employer, you know what, if you're going to try to get me to, to force me to take this shot, then I, the only way that I'm going to be willing to do it to, to participate in your mandate is if you accept or are willing to do it, do add some contract T's and C's that mean that you're going to accept full financial responsibility for any adverse reactions I have and that you, and that I'm going to have the right to sue you for any harm that's inflicted to me financially as well as physically and medically as this, uh, 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 as the, I am being forced to do this under duress. If employers, if they, if, if where, where was the, where was this? Uh, and in fact, getting back to one of the things we talked about was Jenna Ellis was saying, oh, I look forward to the Republican Party doing legislation surrounding this. That's what I want to see from from Congress is that if any, and and don't tell me that you know, um, you know, we're. Uh, 
yeah, we've got free markets. Conservatives want to say, well, they want to make it easy on businesses to impose these mandates by saying, well, the conservative thing is to stay out of it. Look, we've got regulations on businesses. And you know what, Andrew? And- I don't want to hear we'll do it in 2022 when we, we retake Congress. I want to hear, even if you're shot down, you're starting to try and push some of this out now because it, the time for action is now. I'm tired of words. What we need is anybody currently in office and anybody running for office say that we want to see legislation passed that if a, if a business wants to try to force this – first of all, I would love to see them make it illegal for any business trying to force this on an employee, but that an employee uh, – that if a business wants to do it, they they have the right – the employee can sue, and they have to bear all the responsibility uh, for any adverse reactions that come about from it. That's what I think we you need to do is, as an employee is share that message with your employer. But most importantly, we need to be pushing back against our elected officials and make our voices be heard and use social media where we can. And also throw your hat in the ring, run for office. That's what I think you need to do. Hey, thank you guys so much for letting me fill in. Thank you, Ed Martin. Thank you, Producer Joanna. Thank you, Technical Director Noah. Thank you to my guests, Dave Elhoff and Bob Walters. And we will see you tomorrow for Friday. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.